and welcome to the pretty new podcast deal, Figuring It Out with your host, Kaylee Rain. Hello, that is I. How are we? Coming up on today's episode, we are talking how to break up with a friend, whether it's toxic or it's just not serving you anymore. We're going to talk about how you can approach it, how to go about it, because let's be honest, it's very different than breaking up with someone you are romantic with. And later in the episode in Kaylee's hot seat, um, thank you to Brooklyn. We are trying that new segment name out, beautiful listener. Um, so <laughs> see how that goes. But we are talking queefing um, because yes, a vagina makes sounds sometimes and we're going to talk about it. So uh, let's go ahead and jump into today's episode. Hello, welcome back everyone. Thank you so much for joining me again. I'm guessing I did something kind of right in the first episode. If you're back for number two, I am so blown away by the support I have received. So if you've sent me a message, thank you so fucking much. It means the absolute world to me. And if you wanna come and join my Facebook group, it's called Figuring It Out on Facebook. <laughs> I haven't checked the requests in a while. So when I get done recording this, I'm going to go and make sure that no one else has requested to join. Um, I have no like, you know, questions that you have to answer to join. I just want to, you know, I just want everyone to be in there having a bloody fabulous time. So definitely come and join the podcast group if you'd like to join me there. Um, but yeah, thank you so, so much for all the feedback also. I have discovered that I have a few crutch words. <laughs> AKA inherently, my sister like messaged me and she was like, I'm fucking pissing myself if you say inherently one more time in this fucking podcast. So we love that. We love it. Um, you know, what's the right word? I was going to say self-aware. Thanks for humbling me and making me feel very, I'm very self-aware now in this podcast. Hopefully we can get through the episode without saying inherently a million times. And I also apparently say, let's dive on in quite a few times, which doesn't surprise me, let's be honest. So we're gonna try and identify the word of this episode. If you can identify the crutch word, fucking come let me know on the Facebook group. And um, yeah, we can all have a little bit of a laugh at me saying a word a million times. And also thank you to Sebastian for doing a little fun poll in my Facebook group last week of all the fun lessons that you learned. Um, yes, I did say in my last episode, if you put your finger in my bum, I'm probably gonna get feelings for you. So just, yeah, sit tight. That will be coming to a mug near you so you can take to the office and walk around with that fun little quote on your mug. Um, and maybe a t-shirt, that'd be fun. I wanted to start a new thing also where I tell you like a weird thought that I've had this week because I have weird thoughts all the time. I think that anyone that talks to themselves throughout the day, which I think is most people, but I have heard that some people don't have an internal mon monologue, which fucking blows my mind. I'm like, how do you not sit there and talk to yourself all day? Um, but anyway, I was driving the other day and this guy rode by on a motorbike and I couldn't see his face. Obviously he had a helmet on, he was like fully dressed, but the one thing I could see were his socks and they were like those super fun like indie boy looking socks like I'm pretty sure they had bananas on them or something and I was like instantly attracted to him you could quite literally be 60 years old and I wouldn't even care because I love your socks and I love the fact that they're showing while you're riding your motorbike and I wrote myself a note I literally wrote why am I so attracted to men on motorbikes with fun socks so I don't know if that's something that's universal. Is is everyone just attracted to men on motorbikes with their fun socks showing? I don't know. Um, anyway, I also love that that's a trend. I love that boys wear like funky socks. 
Oh, okay. Another thing. <laughs> I'm not the mass. I'm not a massive fan of corporate men. Like, give me a tradie any day of the week. But if I see someone in a suit and they're wearing fun socks, I'm like, it's fine. You're cool. You're cool. You can go. Thank you so much. Um, anyway, bloody rambling, but that's my weird thought of the week. Does everyone else think that guys are just more attractive when they wear fun socks? Love that for me. Come let me know in the Facebook group. <laughs> Moving on to my recommendation of the week. Now I'm going to be a bit of a, bit of a, um, what's the right word? A little bit self-indulgent and I'm going to recommend my own interview. It's not of me. It's actually of Tisha. So if you don't know who Tisha is, she is a West Australian music artist, singer, songwriter. I don't really know how to explain someone who's just like a musical artist. Hey guys, it's just future Kaylee coming in here. I'm sitting here editing this podcast with Amanda next to me and we're listening to where I'm saying, I don't know what to call a musical artist. And Amanda's sitting there and she goes, a fucking musician. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell, I just hit my head. Anyway, let's get back to the episode. Just had to let you know that I have come to the conclusion that you call her a musician. Um, she's fucking epic. I interviewed her a little while back for my radio station and I was straight away like, I need to have this girl on KayleenLife.com. So we did an interview. It is live on KayleenLife.com and Tisha has had like a super interesting upbringing. So she grew up living outside of Australia and I kind of asked her about that and asked her what it's like breaking into the music industry at such a young age and finding success so young and what that kind of does to one. So if you would like to check that out, you can go and have a look at it at KayleenLife.com. And I also did a little revamp. So if you're on your laptop, definitely go and check out the website. It still looks good in a mobile. It still looks good, but I'm still working on it. Um, KayleenLife.com, I quite literally go through and revamp it every couple of months because my kind of style upgrades or I get new photos done and I want it to be fresh and vibrant. Um, so I always go through and update it, but I've kind of gone through and updated it so that it's not just my blogs on the home screen. Um, you can now see my interviews on that very first home screen. You can see the podcast and just all of that good stuff, which is really, really exciting. Um, but anyway, enough about me. Let's go ahead and uh, get on into the episode today where we're talking about how to break up with a friend. Hello, future Kaylee here again. Um, I'm really sorry if you can hear the wind outside. I'm just sitting on my bed editing this and I just had to quickly say before we jump into it, I'm so sorry that this podcast is a few hours late. Normally and moving forward, it's going to be up by like 5am on a Thursday morning so that you guys can listen to it on your morning commute um, and all of that good stuff. But I, <laughs> I honestly got a message from one of my friends last night who just really wanted me to come out with her because she was with, um, she was with the guy that she's seeing and he had like his guy friends there and she didn't want to go by herself. And I was like, fuck yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go. I was like, I'm just going to have two drinks and then I'm going to go home. <laughs> um, anyway, two bottles of rosé later on a Wednesday fucking night, might I add. Um, I was not well, let's just put it that way. And I had so much stuff to do today. So I had to go and pick up my friend's uni degree, Rachel, little shout out, fucking congratulations, you amazing human being. Um, so went with her to do that. It was such a fucking trooper. I am so wildly hungover. And I was just saying to my friends, I was like, it's kind of just like, 
you already feel shit being hungover, but there's just an added element of feeling even more shit when it's a weekday. Like it's very alcoholic energy of me to be like this hungover on a Thursday. But um, anyway, just had to say that from here on out, every episode is going to be up at 5am on a Thursday morning. No qualms, if that's how you say it. But fuck me. Anyway, let's get into the episode. Okay, so how to break up with a friend. This is going to be an interesting episode. And can I just start by saying, um, obviously take everything that I say with a grain of salt. Please don't take what I say for gospel. I'm obviously not an expert in honestly anything. Let's be honest. Um, I'm in my early 20s and I'm just out here figuring it out. Hence the podcast name. At the end of the day, this is just the advice that I would give to one of my girlfriends Um, which I quite honestly did the other day with this exact topic. So let's just talk about breaking up with a friend because it's obviously very different than breaking up with a romantic partner. So when you're breaking up with someone romantically, I think anyway that it's way easier because I don't know if it's just more socially acceptable to break up with someone that you're just not vibing with anymore. And when you're romantic with someone, they're like your only romantic partner a lot of the time, obviously not if you're in an open relationship and all of that. But when you've got, when you're breaking up with a friend, it feels far more personal because you may have been friends for quite a few years and you have obviously have lots of friends, but then you've just decided that this friend is, you know, either a very toxic for you or you're becoming toxic to them because you're just kind of over the friendship or you guys are just, you know, drifting apart and you just kind of have to sever ties, ties, (laughs) sever the ties and move on and find new friends and start new chapters in your life. But it feels kind of personal to do that to a friend because you've known them for, you know, however long they know so much about you. And it's not so much like, I'm not in love with you anymore. I'm going to go and find happiness elsewhere. Whereas with a romantic partner, when you're breaking up with them, it's a little bit easier to decide and tell them that like, it's just not working anymore. Breaking up with a friend is so much more complicated and don't at me on that. I genuinely think that it's way harder to break up with a friend than it is a romantic partner. Obviously it fucking hurts to break up with someone. Breaking up with a friend, it's more the groundwork that goes into it. And it's more confrontational because it's like, how do you say to someone, I don't really want to hang out with you anymore? Or like this friendship isn't working for me anymore. But we're going to talk about that in this episode. And I really wanted to break it down into two separate things, because I think when we come to the end of a friendship, it can kind of be for one of two reasons. And honestly, there could be more than these two reasons, but these are the two ones that I've kind of identified. And if anything has happened to me in the past. So number one is when the friendship is becoming toxic. Either the other person is becoming toxic to you or you are becoming toxic to them or the friendship, you know, as a whole is just becoming toxic. It's neither one's fault. It's just that you guys are both obviously not supposed to be in each other's lives anymore. So you're both becoming kind of toxic and it's just making this big fucking toxic soup. Again, queen of saying shit that doesn't make sense. Um, The second one would then be if you guys are just fading away and you've kind of outgrown someone um, and they might have outgrown you as well, or you guys just might be in different phases of your life. When it comes to breaking up with a friend, I think that everyone kind of suffers with feeling guilty of doing so when you feel like maybe you're not good enough for this person anymore. Actually, no, that's not the right way to describe it. Maybe you've kind of outgrown the friendship, let's say. You're kind of in a different stage of life to one of your friends that you've been friends with for years. 
but the only thing that's kind of keeping you in that friendship is the guilt of leaving it behind. And I just have to say, it's something that I've struggled with for sure. And it's something that I still struggle with when I'm trying to um, step away from certain people, whether it's friendships or romantically. I think you have to remember that you moving on from someone doesn't erase the past and it definitely doesn't erase the memories and the beautiful times that you had with that person. You can still cherish those times and, you know, still cherish the friendship, but you don't actively have to be involved in it anymore. Time definitely does not equate to a ticket into someone's life. I think sometimes we are friends with people for so long that it just kind of stays that way, even when you've both outgrown it and you're both in completely different, you know, stages of life, sometimes that's fucking fine. I have friends that like are in completely different stages of life. We still get along great, but that is obviously foundational. We have the same values. We have the same interests. There's something that aligns us together. But when you kind of are friends with someone just because you've been friends for so long, but you no longer have a connection with them or you no longer have really things in common, it's really hard to break away from that because you feel so much guilt for leaving when you're like, but we've been friends for like 20 years. How do I just step away from that? I think it's just really important to remember again that like it doesn't erase the past. Doesn't mean that either of you are bad people or that that friendship didn't mean the world to you or didn't teach you stuff and help you grow into the person that you are now. Yeah, if that makes any sense at all. I think that's the crutch word today, guys. If that makes any sense at all is my new crutch word. (laughs) I think because I'm so unsure of what I'm saying most of the time. I'm like, let me just back that up with if that makes any sense, just so I don't have to take the blame. (laughs) It doesn't make sense. So yeah, let's go ahead and start with um, how to break up with a toxic friend. Okay. The first thing to do when you're in like a toxic friendship is to identify whether or not it's toxic um, and whether or not you're the toxic one or they're the toxic one, where the toxic element is coming from. How many times can I say toxic right now? And I'm going to give you a few pointers. So I've gone away and like done my research on this because I didn't want to just come in here and fucking talk shit to you guys. But I am going to talk from personal experience also. The biggest things that I kind of pick up on when I feel like I'm in a toxic relationship, whether it's friendship or co-workers or anything like that, kind of listen to your body and see how you feel when you leave that person. Do you leave that interaction feeling, you know, inspired and happy and content? Or do you leave feeling criticized, angry or drained? You know, do you feel like they were just hypercritical of you the whole time? This is one thing. If someone is always competing with you and being so critical of everything that you do, it's most likely toxic. And just also side note, Just because you know the reason that someone does something does not make it right. You might have a toxic as fuck friend and you're like, it's fine though, because you know, they have X, Y, Z. Okay. There's a time and a place where someone's going through something and you know, they're going to come out the other side of it. So if someone's going through a breakup and they're being really distant um, and you know that they're going to come out the other side, then cut them some slack. They're still, you know, a really good friend and that's not going to last forever. But if this is something that's been going on for fucking ever and it's not changing, you're not responsible for how that person feels and you're not responsible to make sure that they are okay all of the time. You also don't owe your friendship to anyone either. But um, another that is probably a really good sign as to whether it's a toxic relationship is watch how they act when other people are around. And this is especially prevalent for the opposite sex. In my experience, I've had some, say, girlfriends that act really different when there is 
a guy that they think is attractive um, is around and I get constantly <laughs> thrown under the bus. It's like, oh, Kaylee, why did you say that? Oh my God. And I'm like, what bitch? I always say this or just always making you feel fucking embarrassed about the shit that you're doing. First of all, can't stand anyone that does that. I'm like, if you're going to fucking try and, I don't know, make yourself feel better or look better in front of someone at my expense, honey, that's on you, not on me. And I'm not going to stick around for that. A lot of the time I know why people are doing it. Like I'm like, it's because she's insecure or it's because he's insecure and he wants to make himself feel better about himself. But at the end of the day, it still doesn't make it right to be doing that and, you know, doing it at your expense as well. Um, Another one is you don't like them or you don't respect them anymore. Okay. So this is actually when you become, you start to become toxic in a friendship, which again, I just want to say, check yourself before you wreck yourself. Sometimes we are the toxic ones. And I know that's so fucking hard to admit sometimes when you are being toxic and understanding that you also have toxic traits. I mean, people can be out here being really toxic, but you also need to have a mirror on yourself and make sure that you're also not doing that as well. Anyway, that was a little side note for you guys. The fundamental of friendship is that you like them and that you respect them and you think that they're fucking amazing because that's why you're friends with them. It's something that I don't think many people talk about when you start to not like your friends anymore and you kind of you kind of resent them as well. You're like, oh, I don't really like that she's wearing that. Or you, bec- you become hypercritical of them. Hello, toxic friendship. Get the fuck out of there. It's probably best for you to cut that off at that point and be like, whew, I'm being toxic. Another one is if you act different around them. So you kind of walk away from that experience feeling like I act like a different person around them and I really don't like who I am when I'm around them. Obviously, people bring out different sides in your personality as well. So sometimes I have friends that, you know, I'm really loud around and like a little bit psychotic and I can be like really funny and loud and like jump around everywhere. Then I have friends that I'm really serious and have like really intellectual conversations with that I probably wouldn't be so psycho and loud with um, all of the time anyway. But if you're leaving an interaction feeling like you had to put on a persona to be around that person or you're leaving and you're like, oh, I really don't like that I said that thing, but I kind of felt like I had to. Gross. Bye. (laughs) Get out of that friendship because that is someone that clearly is making you feel like you can't be yourself around them. And the number one key to life, actually, maybe not the number one key to life. (laughs) This is just like Kaylee's solid advice. (laughs) Number one rule to life is that You need to surround yourself with people that let you be so authentically you because how can you grow and, you know, find yourself and be the authentic you if people won't let you do that? Whether they're doing that consciously or subconsciously or you're just doing it, a lot of the time, it's not that people are forcing you to do something. They're not forcing you to be a different person, but you feel like you have to be when you're around them. Hello, toxic doesn't necessarily mean that person is a toxic person, they might just be triggering something in you and it's toxic to you. And the last one I want to talk about is being overly competitive, whether you yourself overly competitive with that person or that person is overly competitive with you. Feeling like you always have to look better or you always have to achieve more academically to be kind of one up in the friendship. Oh, girl or guy or non-binary person. (laughs) That shit is so toxic. That is fucking awful. Competing with your friends, like obviously healthy competition. Yes, it's natural. It's a human thing. We're all going to want to, you know, run the race of life. But 
when you are actively competing with that person to the point where it's affecting like every part of your friendship, like that person walks out in a dress and you're like, oh my God, great. She looks so good. I'm just going to go put on another dress to make myself look better than she does. Or he's this place at work. Like I need to do that as well to be on his level or I need to do better than that next time. Like that shit is not okay. And recognizing that whether you're doing it or they're doing it with you or you're both doing it with each other, you can do one of two things. You can either fucking recognize it and be like, holy shit, that's my insecurity. I need to fucking deal with it. If it's them doing it to you, you can call them out on it and be like, hello, you know that we're both, you know, doing amazing in life. There's no need for us to kind of competing with each other over it because there's really no competition. It's just life out here. And if you're both doing it, then it might be time to reevaluate what that friendship means to you and if it's worth figuring it out. And if it's worth sitting down with that person and saying, hey, I think we're both trying to one-up each other a little bit. Let's just take a fucking chill pill. Yeah, how to identify if they're toxic. Basically, any of those things, if you found yourself being like, oh yeah, that's that person. I would just sit down and just kind of reevaluate how much that person means to you, what the friendship means to you, how you feel when you leave that person, and just kind of think about it. It doesn't mean that necessarily they're a completely toxic, awful person because we all have the ability to be toxic and we all have this fucking deep ability to be toxic to one another. So let's go ahead and talk about identifying when a friendship is just not serving you anymore or you have outgrown the friendship. So when it comes to figuring out whether or not you've outgrown a pot, um, <laughs> outgrown a podcast, when it comes to figuring out whether or not you've outgrown a friendship, look, I do think that deep down you kind of know within yourself if you have or not. You might, you know, be putting in less effort and you kind of find yourself not really wanting to hang out with them as much or finding that you just don't reach out as much anymore because you don't really care. That sounds really horrible. I don't think it comes from a malicious place ever. If I'm breaking up with a friend or I'm finding myself be less involved with a friend, it's not because I don't like them a lot of the time. If I'm not liking them, it's probably because it's toxic. But if I'm just outgrowing a relationship with someone, it's most likely got nothing really to do with them and just of where I'm at in life. And you kind of know deep down if you're connecting with someone anymore. And if you're not, I will touch on how to deal with that in a minute. But I just wanted to run through a few dot points in case you were kind of on the fence about whether or not you had outgrown someone. I'm just going to reel off a couple dot points, starting with the fact that you, maybe you don't have that much in common anymore. Maybe you're sitting at coffee and you're like, Ugh, what do I say next? I feel like we don't really have anything in common. Maybe you just fucking absolutely froth soccer and the person opposite you couldn't care less about it. And you're like, oh, great. We have nothing to connect with anymore. Whereas maybe you used to connect about a lot of things and now you just don't. Um, maybe the friendship is stuck in the past, AKA their jokes just aren't funny anymore, which again, sounds like an indictment on them. It's definitely not, but like, you know, when you have a friendship joke and it's so funny and then they say it and you're like, wait, that's actually not that funny anymore. You've probably just outgrown the friendship or they still call you things that you have long outgrown. Maybe you have like a childhood nickname that you're like, that just doesn't even work anymore. And they think it's so funny to call you it. And you're like, no one in my life calls me that anymore. It's just you. And you're like, Ugh, no, thank you. I've long outgrown that. Maybe you stop putting effort in. You stop wanting to hang out with them, like I said, or you just stop reaching out and seeing how they are. And like, you kind of just 
you know, you've just kind of been slack on the communication end, especially if it's someone that you reach out to a lot, or if it's just someone that you reach out to every so often and you kind of find yourself being like, oh, no, thank you. Or you see a Snapchat from them and you're like, fuck, I haven't spoken to them in a while. Again, you've probably just outgrown the friendship a little bit. Another one would be that you constantly judge or criticize them. If you're sitting there criticizing everything that they do, you're most likely just not on the same page anymore because whenever I start to criticize one of my friends, it's most likely because I'm in a different stage of my life and I'm like, oh, I can't believe you're still doing that. But it's because I've grown beyond it, beyond it. And it doesn't make that person any less for still doing those things. It just means that you have grown beyond that and that's okay. Um, Maybe you're just in different stages of your life. Again, caveat, you can absolutely be friends with someone who is not in the exact state of life that you're in. But if you're going through like a fucking gnarly breakup and (laughs) your best friend or maybe not your best friend, but one of your friends is getting married and having kids and all that sort of shit. And you're like going through a hoe phase because you've just come out of like a fucking long-term relationship and you're like, let's just tear up the town. And your friend is kind of like, oh, sorry, I'm just not in that stage of life. Again, totally fine. It's okay to step away from that. If you guys are just finding that you don't have much in common anymore because you're in different stages of your life. Again, let me just say you can definitely be friends still, but that is most likely because you have the same values and that hasn't changed. Um, Like I have friends that are quite literally married (laughs) or like live with their partners and have like a super long-term relationship and I'm still single out living my best life a lot of the time and they just have no idea. Like, but we don't connect over that. We connect over different things so it still works. But if we stopped connecting over those other things, the friendship would probably just fizzle out. And a couple other things, maybe, you know, your values conflict, maybe they don't align anymore, whereas they used to. Um, you might hold back sharing info because you're scared they're going to judge you. Wow. I have had this happen to me kind of recently. Actually, I was seeing a friend and I found myself not wanting to say things because I was super scared that they were just going to turn around and judge me or say something that I just didn't really want to hear. And I was like, Oh, I hate that. That is never a good sign. Sorry. I had an alarm set because there is a skirt that I really want that goes live on sale at five o'clock. And I really wanted to get it. So I just set an alarm. Um, Anyway, where was I? Yeah. If you feel like you're holding back information from friends, not a good sign, especially obviously if you're a private person, that's fucking different. But if you're like me and you're an open book and I'm the fucking most open book and I'm feeling like people or friends aren't letting me be my true self. Ew, see you later. I, if I feel like you're going to judge me for something, I probably would just slowly slip away from that friendship because I don't want to ever feel like I can't be honest and say things that are happening in my life without people turning around and feeling the need to judge me about it. And lastly, you don't want to hang out or it feels like a chore to hang out with them, which I kind of said before. But yeah, that's a big one. I think if you are finding yourself always coming up with excuses as to why you don't want to hang out with them. Just kind of check why you feel that way. Is it because you leave feeling not the best? Is it because there's just not that much in common anymore? Is it because you just genuinely don't really care to know what's going on in their life? Which again, sounds fucking awful, but it's it's definitely not. I think if anything, if you can identify 
that you have outgrown a friendship and you can act on that, I think that you're doing the other person a favor, to be honest, because no one wants to be friends with someone that doesn't really want to be there or is secretly kind of, you know, judging you and whatnot. So kind of in summary, identifying what kind of friendship it is as well is super important to move forward. And it's also going to be super important to figure out how to approach the quote unquote friend breakup. And before we go into actually how to break up with a friend, I just want to finish by saying that it's super natural and normal to end a friendship. It's very rare that you're going to have, you know, the same five friends for your entire life. And if you do, that's fucking fantastic. I'm so jealous of you. But unfortunately, we just, you know, we go through different stages of our lives and we meet people along the way that teach us things and help us grow into the people that we want to be. And some people just hold us back. And that's, you know, we just have to learn when it's time to let go of things because at the end of the day, people are in our lives for a a season, a reason, or a lifetime. I'm pretty sure that's the quote. I fucking love it. Someone put that on a t-shirt, Dale. That is a bloody brilliant quote because some people are just in your life to teach you something. Some people are just in your life for, you know, your party phase. Maybe you just love going out and you've got a friend that is along for the ride, but then you come to a point where you don't want to be partying all the time anymore. And you kind of do want to settle down, but your friend is still crazy party all the time. It also doesn't mean that that person didn't help you grow and become the person you are today, aka they were in your life for a reason. (laughs) So yeah, I love that saying, a season, no, a reason, a season or a lifetime. Okay, but like how the fuck does one break up with a friend? Firstly, that's a great fucking question. I have been pondering on this so much because it is something that I haven't actually had to do. I've never had to formally break up with a friend. And let me just tell you, even thinking about it and trying to figure out how to is so much harder than a romantic relationship. At least with a romantic relationship, you can be like, sorry, this isn't working, bye. And the other person kind of has to accept it. Whereas in a friendship, it's kind of like, it feels more of like an attack if that makes sense, because they've spent so much time with you over how many years and gotten to know you so well and all of a sudden they don't want to be with you anymore. So you kind of feel like a fucking asshole for having to confront this person and being like, I'm really sorry, this just isn't working. And it's the worst when like you still love them and you still care for them so much, but it's just not working for either of you. That is awful because you're like, I fucking love you to death but we are so toxic for each other. How do I get out of this? And it's really hard to know how to confront a friend. So I'm kind of going to go down two routes. So I'm sure there's definitely different ways that you could go about it, but these are the two ways that I have kind of, you know, identified and think would be ideal depending on the situation. This is very circumstantial. So number one is obviously kind of like a light ghost. You just kind of fade the friendship out and you peacefully let it fall away. And the second one would be confront them and you'd sit them down and you'd tell them kind of like the same way you would do in a breakup. If it is someone that, you know, you don't really see very often, maybe you hang out with them every couple of weeks or like maybe once a month or every couple of months, you wouldn't consider yourselves to be best friends and they wouldn't consider you to be one of their best friends either. That's really important. In that case, it's perfectly okay to just kind of slowly fade out the friendship. Don't fully ghost them. 
I don't think that that's a kind or considerate thing to do, especially if they're not toxic. If they're not like a super toxic asshole, you don't want to be an asshole for no reason and just completely ghost them because then they're going to be sitting there questioning what they did wrong and it's just going to be a shit time for all parties. And then it's going to be super fucking awkward if you run into them and they're like, hi, how come you just fucking fully ghosted me and never spoke to me again? It's weird. Don't do it. The only time I think that it's okay to fully ghost someone in a friendship circumstance is if they are like a full cunt. Sorry to use that word, but if they are, you know, a fuckwit and they make you feel fucking awful all the time or they've done something really hurtful, 100% block delete, you don't owe them an explanation. However, if you're just slowly fading out the friendship and they haven't been awful to you, you just kind of feel like you've outgrown it, then I think that just slowly start seeing them less. Every time they ask you to hang out, if they're asking you to hang out a lot, maybe just come with some excuses. It doesn't have to be, you know, a massive lie. I do think white lies can be good sometimes. I don't think it's really going to hurt anyone if you just slowly start to fade it out. And then over time, they're probably going to get the picture that you aren't really interested. And hopefully they feel the same way. A lot of the time when you outgrow a friendship, the other person is either aware of it and they know that you've outgrown it or they feel the same way. And they're like, yeah, we're just in different phases of life or whatever. Wish them no ill will. We never want to wish anyone ill will because I think that just makes you just as bad as anyone toxic. We just want to wish them well, have a great life. We just kind of feel like we need to go our separate ways. So yeah, that's the first way. You can just kind of slowly fade it out. And if you need any more clarity on that, let me know. I don't know if I'm explaining this right because I'm just like the only way that I've ever kind of quote unquote broken up with a friend is by fading out the friendship slowly and just letting it kind of fade out of my hands and be like, okay, bye. Just really ever so quietly. And then when I see them out, sometimes I'm like, oh my God, hey, like we should catch up, but it never happens. And I don't think that's a fucking bad thing either. And I don't want anyone to listen to this and be like, oh my God, I never see Kaylee. She's like, she always tells me we should catch up. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent as per usual. The second way to break up with a friend, and this would be like more of a breakup, is to actually confront them and sit them down and formally end the friendship and break up with them as if it was like, you know, a romantic relationship. Now, I don't think this is always necessary, but there's a few times that I do think it is necessary. So first time it being necessary would be if they are your best friend or someone that you are very close with and spend a lot of time with normally, but you've just realized that you guys are maybe toxic for each other. I do think that a lot of the time you're not gonna be breaking up with a best friend if it's not just like toxic. Um, But I mean, hey, maybe you've just outgrown each other and you're in different stages of your life and you no longer feel like you can relate to them and you wanna sit them down and tell them that. I think this is going to be one of the hardest things you could possibly do I genuinely think this is going to be harder than a breakup because, oh, you can't just like block, click, click and click and collect. (laughs) What am I saying? You can't just block them out of your life, especially if you have mutual friends. Like it's not like a boyfriend or girlfriend where you can just kind of be like, bye forever. Have a great life. I'm a bad bitch without you. Ciao. This is more like, fuck, I love you so much, but we're just not good for each other anymore or we've just outgrown each other or you're toxic for me and yeah we just need to say goodbye also if you guys can hear the traffic I'm so sorry I'm sitting so close to the road so I mean I'm not sitting on the sidewalk but like the windows aren't very good so if you can hear outside that is why um yeah what was I saying fuck me I go off track so much this podcast is just me rambling the entire time about shit that I don't even know but 
Anyway, that's what I say. Take my advice with a grain of salt because at the end of the day, I'm 22. What the fuck do I know? But anyway, I would sit them down and I would do it in a mutual spot where maybe it's like not in public. I think that'd be kind of cruel to sit someone down and tell them how you feel in public when everyone can see them you know, reacting live. That's just fucking awful. I do think that you owe them somewhat of an explanation. It would feel really awful if your best friend suddenly cut you off out of the blue and you had no idea. So telling them how you feel, but also being mindful that it's probably not going to help too much if you tell them all of their flaws, because one, they're probably just going to come back to you with all of your flaws and make you feel like shit. And yeah, because obviously you're not perfect, but also it would just make them feel even worse knowing the reason that you don't want to be friends with them is because they are a shit cunt or whatever it is. You know what I mean? So I would say choose your your words wisely, but there is a time and a place where you should sit your friend down and let them know how you feel. And again, you can do this over message. I Obviously, that is something that you would have to make a, a personal call on. If you're talking to them all the time over messages, I do think it's okay to like send them a message, like a massive paragraph explaining why you aren't seeing them. Especially if you guys, if you've had like a a fight and this is what's made you realize that you just aren't good for each other, I think a paragraph is fine. But if this is coming out of nowhere and you've just decided like now's the time, I've got to make a clean break, a paragraph out of nowhere might just be really jarring for the other person and like deeply upsetting. If you're going to send a text message to someone telling them that you don't want to see them anymore or that you don't feel like we should be friends anymore, just choose your words wisely and read the room. Yeah, it's a little bit tricky. I do think that confronting a friend and breaking up with a friend is so hard. I mean, if you've done it, let me know. Come, let's actually, you know what? Let's start a thread in the Facebook group of um, maybe some like tips on how to soften the blow of confronting a friend and breaking a friendship off because maybe that'll help you. I know there was quite a few people that messaged me saying they were really excited to listen to the episode because they actually had no idea how to break up with a friend. And honestly, I don't really know either. (laughs) Just kind of like giving the advice that I would give to my friend um, if she was feeling like she had to do it to someone, I'd be like, look, babe, read the room, figure out where they are. So if it's a really good friend and you spend a lot of time with them, I would sit them down and let them know. But if it's someone you don't really see that often, I do think it's perfectly normal and perfectly okay for you just kind of, you know, wash away into the night and just kind of slowly distance yourself. If you think about it as well, I'm sure you at least have one friend who you see on Facebook and you're like, wow, when did we even stop being so close? I have like multiple friends that I am just not as close to anymore. And I can't remember a time where we just stopped being friends. It was just so gradual. And over time that I guess neither of us really noticed, but I think I have a poem about it on in a solitical home. And obviously that's about a relationship, but sometimes when the line drops and no one picks it up, it's just better to leave it on the floor and it's just better to just kind of slowly back away and let everyone be. So yeah, I hope you guys got something out of this. I'm sure I could do another episode where I get someone on the podcast that has had to cut off a toxic friend or has had to formally end a, like a friendship, not a relationship, a friendship. And we can kind of all ask questions because I'm curious as well, because I've actually never had to do this myself. Like I said, I faded out friendships, but I've never actually one-on-one confronted a friend and been like, hey, I don't think this is working anymore. So if you have and you want to come on the podcast, let me know. But anyway, hopefully you got something out of that regardless. And yeah, 
With all of that being said, let's go ahead and jump into Kaylee's Advice Corner, aka Kaylee's Hot Seat, which I am trialing out because a beautiful listener and follower, Brooklyn, (laughs) I know that she'll be listening to this, sent me a message and was like, you should call it Kaylee's Hot Seat because you give fire advice. And I absolutely love it. So (laughs) we're going to roll with that until I can think of something better. I love it. Like, don't get me wrong. I love it. But I'm like, it could be better. But I'm just so stuck. Anyway, enough of me. Let's go and jump into that segment. Okay, welcome to Kaylee's Hot Seat. This segment is a segment where you can write into me and ask me any questions that you have. Maybe you want advice on something. Um, It could be literally like, I don't know how to get rid of this cooked dud in my life, or I just don't really know how to go about X, Y, Z. And you can do so anonymously on KayleenLife.com. I finally added a feature on there where you can jump onto the podcast page and you can ask me anonymously. Or if you would rather, you can just slide into me at my DMs on Instagram at creative content with two underscores. I will always keep you anonymous. I will never ever say your identity. It is strictly confidential. But <laughs> anywho, without further ado, let's go ahead and jump into today's topic, which once again, I've said, let's jump into for the millionth time this episode. Wow, that really is a crutch word of mine. So today we are talking about queefing and I'm really quickly going to read the message that I received from one of you lovely, lovely people. Hey Kaylee, I have a problem with something really embarrassing, which I'm hoping you'll be able to speak about on the podcast. I involuntarily queefed throughout the day and I'm so sick of the stigma that is around queefing. Every female should not feel ashamed of this as it is a natural part of the female body. If possible, would you be able to share your thoughts and give any helpful advice to normalizing this as a natural process? That would be amazing for all the women out there. Love, Anon. First of all, thank you so much for trusting me with this and feeling comfortable enough to confide in me and want to be spoken about in the podcast. I can't fucking tell you how much that means to me. I honestly, when I saw this message hitting my Instagram request, I freaked out because I was like, oh my God, someone actually wants advice from me. That is so exciting. Um, so thank you so much. Just, I just feel very honored that you've even asked me this. I first of all just want to start with a caveat saying that I'm not a medical professional. I am only talking from a young woman's perspective on this matter. If you have any problems with your body, anything like that, please go and seek medical advice. Um, I'm not someone that can um, give professional medical advice. But however, (laughs) in saying that, I just wanted to start off with that because I don't want anyone anyone to take what I'm saying as gospel um, because obviously, like I said, I'm not a professional. Let's start with saying (laughs) queefing is the most normal thing to happen to a woman besides, you know, giving birth and all the other natural things that we have happen, obviously like our periods and stuff. But it is one of the most natural processes that a woman's body can encounter. So if you're unaware of what a queef is, there's no judgment here. Um, I'm just going to quickly fill in anyone who doesn't know what a queef is. So a queef is when air gets trapped in your vagina and then it escapes and it kind of sounds like a fart, um, but it has no smell to it. Um, And I'm just going to read out the dictionary meaning as well. So the dictionary meaning, according to Oxford language, is an audible release of air from the vagina, typically during or after sex. Um, So there you go. That's the dictionary meaning. And I also just want to say 
like this listener said, it's definitely not exclusive to sex either. As a woman, this has obviously happened to me multiple times. It's definitely not something that is a new concept to me. It has happened and a few times that it's happened, it's obviously shocked me and I felt immediately embarrassed because there is so much stigma around it. And it's one of those things that you don't really think about until it happens because no one really talks about it. We don't really talk about it unless you may be with your girlfriends and it happened to one of your friends and you're all sitting around either laughing about it or you're sitting around trying to comfort your friend and being like, babe, it's fucking normal. It happens to everyone. So in this regard, queefing is like the most normal thing ever. Don't ever feel embarrassed. <laughs> Let me just say that. I think that it's really normal to obviously have a, a jolt reaction of like, oh, did anyone hear that? You know, is anyone listening? Um, first of all, even if they did, who gives a fuck? Because it is so normal. It happens to quite literally like almost every woman and I think that if it didn't happen to certain women, it would be because of, you know, there'd be a reason behind why it's not happening to them, but it is very normal. It's very natural. And for any of the men that are listening and they're like, you guys feel like it's a gross thing. First of all, if you think queefing is gross, please stop having sex with women or just remove yourself from any female's lives that are around you because it is so fucking normal. It's not gross at all. And if you think it's gross, you do not deserve the beautiful women of the world. Uh, <laughs> I remember I, when I, I think when it first happened to me, I've actually been lucky enough to, whenever it's happened to me, no one has ever brought it up. And if they did, I'd probably fucking run out of the room and like slap them and just run out and be like, bye, have a great life without me in it. Because if you can't handle a little queef every now and again, hello, you should not be having sex. Obviously, like I said, it's not exclusive to sex either. Like I said, it's literally just air being trapped in the vagina and then it escaping. <laughs> because obviously it is a hole. That sounds fucking gross. I'm so sorry if I'm making this sound disgusting, but obviously, you know, anatomy, we have a hole and when air gets trapped in there and then it escapes, it's going to make a sound, right? So yeah, this is normal. It doesn't have a smell. It doesn't have an odor. It's not like a fart. Um, it might sound like one, but it's definitely not. And I think if we can just have more of an open discussion, one thing I would really suggest actually is talking about it more in a non-taboo way, like just kind of bring it up in conversation. Obviously don't say it to a stranger, but like if you're talking to your girlfriends and someone brings it up, like do your best to normalize it in that way. Like whenever I'm talking to my friends about it, I try not to, you know, be like, oh my God, how embarrassing that that happened to you. I'm like, I'm really trying to steer towards the whole, yeah, that's fucking normal. Like, and if someone has a weird reaction to you doing a queef, <laughs> then they need to fucking leave. Like, see yourself out, please, sir. If you can't do with a queef, goodbye, because that's super fucking normal. And I'm not, a, I'm not a doctor, but I'm very well aware that it's something that happens and it's very natural. If this, if this podcast can do anything today, just let me tell you that it is so normal. You never have to feel ashamed or weird because it has happened to probably every woman out there. And if it hasn't happened to every woman, um, it probably will happen in their life. Or if it doesn't, then that's fine as well. Obviously, you know, everything's normal. Um, I'm fucking talking in circles now. <laughs> How embarrassing. But anyway, once again, thank you so, so much for trusting me with that question. I feel so honored and so grateful that you felt comfortable enough to share that with me. And yeah, it is. Let's just finish on queefing is so normal and we need to remove the stigma because it fucking happens and there's not a lot we can do about it because that is just the natural, you know, cycle of a vagina and also caveat. Um, I'm sure if anyone has 
done doggy when you're having sex, it's really common for it to happen after doing that position. Obviously there's a range of different positions that can make that happen. Um, and not even during sex, like I said, it can just happen throughout the day and it's completely fucking normal. And if you don't think so, you need to click off this podcast right now because this is not the podcast for you if you think that queefing is gross. And that about wraps up today's episode. First of all, thank you so much for listening, whether it's your first time listening or you've come back from that very first episode. It has been so lovely to have you here. Thank you. I appreciate you all. Um, if you want to come and follow me on Instagram, you can do so at creative content with two underscores. Again, Instagram is an asshole and won't let me have creative content. So that's where you can find me over there. Um, I'm also trying out TikTok. So I'm pretty sure that's just at Kelly Brain on TikTok. I should probably check that. But you can follow me there as well. And if you would like to support my baby podcast, you can do so by following if you're on Spotify or subscribing on Apple Podcast. And if you were ever so kind and leave me a review, I will fucking just, oh, I think I will implode of um, love. Again, another saying that doesn't make sense. <laughs> love that for me. Um, yeah, thank you so, so much for listening to today's episode. I will be back in your ears next Thursday with another topic. <laughs> and I'm going to have some guests be on the, um, going to have some beautiful guests on the podcast very, very soon. So keep your eyes peeled for that. And I will see you all next week. Bye.